0: You're listening to a podcast of Victory. Joseph's faith for the next generation extended beyond his lifetime. Learn more about this message in week two of our series, Beyond. I think it was uh, three weeks ago when I mentioned that uh, our kids right now are um, going through swimming lessons. And I have a picture here of our children, uh, Eldest ko po is uh, 8 years old, si Cheska, and our youngest is 3 years old. And uh, right now, we're, do, we're training them how to swim. Okay? Well, technically, hindi po ako nagtuturo, may coach. Pag lang, syempre, mas maganda ikwento, we're training them. Yan. You know, I tried uh, doing it myself, DIY training, uh, because a wife ko, we don't have to spend money for this, I can do this. So, pero nung Trinay ko ho, instead of them learning how to swim in the pool, they learn how to drink water from the pool. <laughs> Ganun yun nangyari, ano? So, nung nakita nung wife ko na lumalak na yun siya ng mga anak namin, <laughs> so, sabi nila, ay, sabi niya, I think, a uh, good idea to get a coach. So, we tried to adjust the budget so we can accommodate. We tried to remove some toothpaste budget <laughs> para swimming. So, they are now learning. Magaling na yung uh, kids namin, na Dati dog lang yung alam nila na, yun lang naturo ko sa kanila, hindi kami nakaabot sa butterfly, sa crocodile, mga ibang techniques. Uh, but now they're swimming. And uh, for swimmers and parents, uh, we know that it's important to use goggles, right? Dati hindi ho ako gumagamit kasi sabi ko, you know, real men don't use goggles. <laughs> we don't bring umbrella when it rains. Yung mga ganun. <laughs> so nung nagsiswimming kami, wala akong goggles, diba? Sa, sa, ang hirap pala, ah, no? Wala <laughs> So wala ako ma-report sa wife ko until I, I use it. And of course, we all know it, it helps us see cl- clearer underwater. We, we need that. Now, I'm saying that because, you know, as, as we talk about vision for the next generation, I, I realize that goggles are like vision. It allows us to help, to, it allows us to see clearly even when life seems blurry. Minsan pag may vision tayo the Lord, a picture of the future, of what God wants to do in us and through us, sometimes even though we go through some trials and, and problems, we have a sense of clarity and purpose. Tamahuba, How many of you here, you have a vision from God? You have a sense of direction where God wants you to go or what God wants you to do. I still remember the first time I tried uh, speaking in front of people. I was so scared na every word that i say or sentence lagi akong may okay. Magandang hapon po, okay? Okay po ba tayo dyan, Okay? Si Ryan po ako, okay? So, sobrang kabado ako, hindi ko na na, na notice puro okay na lang yung sinasabi ko. So, I was everybody was laughing and dinaman ako nagjo-jokes, tawa sila ng tawa. It was so embarrassing that when i went down, meron kami isang pastor, ang gift niya, encouragement. Sabi niya, bro, kaling, 120, okay. was suck it. ba lang ako in-encourage? Na, nilait pa eh. So I silently made a vow to myself and say, I will never speak in front again. But, you know, as as years go by, God healed me. Uh, God brought people into my life to speak destiny, to speak life and faith and started after hearing preachings and reading the Bible, started getting a vision from God again of speaking to thousands of young people. And uh, I started developing that confidence again and answering the call and say, okay, uh, if God is calling me to do this, then God will give me the grace to do it. And so uh, fast forward now, I'm, it's something that I do on a regular basis and I'm saying that because God is a vision for us can you please encourage the person sitting next to you, tell that person, God is a great vision for your life kung malabu Papo, I, I want to encourage you to pray and say, God give me a vision that is more exciting than any ambition that I can ever think of give me a vision that will be more exciting than any temptation that will come my way And try to derail me from your purposes. Give me a vision, Lord. Because the Bible says without vision, people perish. And so God has a great vision for us. But the the thing is, God not only have a vision for you, but God wants to give you a vision for the next generation. Because it's not just about us in our lifetime. It's about the next generation that's coming after us. And we have a role to play. Whether you're saved on campus or not, God has a a plan for the next generation and He wants you to be a part of it. So that's what we're talking about here. And we're going to look at a character in the Bible that hopefully will inspire us to have this kind of vision and faith. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to read from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22. Just one verse for all of us. And in verse 22, it talks about Joseph and it says, By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. Everyone say bones. Interesting word. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we pray today that your word will come to us with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction, Lord. I pray that your word will give us a vision in our hearts that you will impart to us your heart for the next generation. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, just for giving us the opportunity to be a church that will raise up the next generation of leaders in our nation. Lord God, we are confident that out of our churches, Lord God, in Manila and the provinces will come our future leaders, future senators, future military officers, future uh, business leaders, Lord, leaders in every sector of society. Lord, we are a very young nation. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, God, to usher in your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Well, for many of us, I think we are familiar with Joseph. Joseph is a fascinating character in the Bible. And there are many things that are worth mentioning about his life. And uh, let me just mention a few. I, I believe for some of you, you have an idea already. But first one is... His uh, amazing adversity quotient. He'd been through a lot of things in his life from his teenage years as a 17 year old uh, kid. Uh, 17 year old. He was rejected by his brothers. He survived an attempted murder. Uh, he was sold to slavery. And he was uh, put in prison for two years for a crime he did not commit. How many of you know that's tough to go through? Now, for some people, they won't be able to continue anymore. They will, I mean, they they will be stopped right there. But Joseph was able to overcome by faith. Not only his amazing adversity quotient, but his life of purity is known for saying no to the wife of his boss who tried seducing him day and night. Familiar with the story? Diba? Kasi si Joseph, nung umaangat na sa buhay... Nagda, nag-iiba na yung tura, ng sabi ng Bible, napansin ng wife ng boss niya, gumagwapo si Joseph. Ayan. Parang yung katabi niyo ngayon. Ayan. So, yung iba talagang... Thank you, Pastor, <laughs> for affirming. Yun. uh so, nawala na tayo, no? So, sinisidus siya, no? Every day, siguro. Imagine, nagpapakyut lang, Joseph... But Joseph never gave in. He said no, he ran away. That's how he, got, he ended up in prison because the girl was so insulted, he made up a story. Sabi niyo sa asawa niya, your servant tried to rape me and because of that, he was put in prison. So, not, uh, not only his uh, life of purity, but his amazing talent of interpreting dreams. That's a rare talent. May mga nananaginip, wala maka-explain, they will go to Joseph. Even Pharaoh, the most powerful and influential leader of their time. They went to Joseph to interpret his dream, his excellent leadership. He was put in charge uh, to manage the resources of Egypt, the seven years of abundance and the seven years of famine. And the Bible says he was able to feed the entire known world during that time because of his excellent leadership and management skill. Kung ngayon po nangyari to, I mean, there will be many books that will be written about Joseph. Uh, he will be the front cover of Time Magazine most influential person in the world. He will be uh, in talk shows and evening news if that happened today. And and last thing is his outstanding character. I mean, after everything that his brothers did to him, in the end, he still forgave them and blessed them and their family. Galing, no? Hindi siya nag, na, I mean, he struggled sa unforgiveness, but in the end, he decided to uh, release forgiveness to his brothers. Now, these are amazing things about the life of Joseph. But here's what's really interesting. Hebrews 11 is the list of great men and women in the Bible. If we mga Hall of Fame, like the NBA Hall of Fame, where all the names of the greatest players who ever played the game, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and Lebron <clears throat> James. Uh, so, yung mga, <laughs> from 1960s to 70s, ito pinagsama-sama na yung magagaling, no? Hebrews 11 is known for that. David and Samuel and Abraham and Moses, all the great men and women who ever lived, heroes of the faith, they are all in Hebrews 11 and God chose what to highlight in their life. Bakit siya naging goat greatest of all time? One of the greatest of all time. Why? And the Hebrews 11 will give us one example why. Now, it's interesting that with Joseph his leadership uh, success was never mentioned. His life of purity although these are important, these things are great. What was mentioned about Joseph was his bones. And I can relate with this the bones. So, what, what's, what's mentioned about Joseph was his faith about the next generation because the Bible says he prophesied about the exodus that will happen for the next generation. What's recorded? What? was his fate for the next generation, or what we call multi-generational fate. Joseph uh, normally is known for his dreams. At the age of 17, he had a dream that his brothers and his parents will bow down to him. At the age of 17, God gave him already a picture of what will happen in the future. He was known for that. But in Hebrews 11 verse 22, they mention about the bones. What's about the bones? Sometimes pag we read the Bible, you will read words that seemingly are not significant or important. But they nilagay pa to dito? There is a reason for the words written in the Bible. And that's true for the bones. So very quickly, uh, I'd like just to read some verses in the Bible to give us an idea uh, how important this is. Because the bones of Joseph was mentioned three times. Different occasion. First one, in Genesis 50, verse 24 to 25, when uh, Joseph, after living a full life and is about to die, these are the last words that he gave to his brothers. I'm about to die, but God will visit you and bring you up out of this land to the land that he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph made the sons of Israel swear, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. That's the first mention. Second time it was mentioned is in Exodus 13, verse 19. The people of God are about to cross the Red Sea. And here's what the Bible says, But God led the people around by the way of wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt, equipped for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. He was so convinced that this is going to happen in the future for the next generation. So he gave an instruction, don't you ever forget my bones. And last mention is in Joshua 24 verse 31 to 32, when the nation finally stepped in into the promised land, that they've waited for so many generations. Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua and had known all the work that the Lord did for Israel. As for the bones of Joseph, which the people of Israel brought up from Egypt, they buried them at Shechem in the piece of land that Jacob bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for a hundred pieces of money. It became an inheritance of the descendants of Jacob. Now the bones of Joseph was mentioned in two of the most momentous events in the history of Israel. One was before they crossed the Red Sea, which uh, really a representation of the end of 400 years of slavery. Can you imagine yung buong Israelites sa pinaka-lolo ng lolo ng lolo nila, slave sila, Yung lolo ng lolo ng lolo slave. Yung lolo niya slave, yung tatay niya slave, sila slave. For 400 years, they've been crying out to God to change their family history and their situation. Now, before they cross the Red Sea, when they cross the Red Sea, that marks the end of that history. They will be uh, people who are free. But they mentioned about the bones. Now Joshua, finally, they are in the Promised Land. They've waited for this for so long, but even in that moment, they mentioned about the bones of Joseph. Now, the bones of Joseph is a representation of his faith for the next generation. Kasama siya lage. Yung ginawani Joseph nung time niya, it made an impact to the generations that followed. Kasama parin nila. May impact parin si Joseph sa buhay nila. After years and years, and this was the kind of faith that pleased God and earned him a place in Hebrews 11. Kaya siya napunta sa Hebrews 11 because of his faith for the next generation. Now, Joseph is no longer here. You and I are walking with this life of faith. And we all want to please God. How many of you here you want to please God? And you also want to, you know, do great things by faith in this life. Now, here's a lesson we can learn from his own journey. If there's one thing that will please God, that is multi-generational faith. Faith that goes beyond our lifetime. Two quick lessons for us from uh, the verse that we read today. In application for this multi generational faith. How does it look like? And what does it mean to have a multi generational faith? First one is this Uh, our faith should be generational, not just personal. Having a multi generational faith is having a faith that is not just for you but for all but also for other people. You don't just have faith to believe for God's plan for your life and your family. You also have faith to believe for God's plan for other people. You know, I still remember when our churches were smaller and we are not too many in the ministry, pastors. We have youth pastors, senior pastors. The church is simbahan natin because we are targeting students. Every time we send a pastor to a city, like yung pastor ko, pumunta siya sa Lucena, taga Manila talaga siya. Wala siyang relative, walang kakilala. For one year, they will be supported by our church in Manila. Reach students, reach the future leaders. After one year, the support will be cut and you are on your own. You live by faith. Ang conviction nun, kung tinawag ka ni Lord, ipoprovide ka ni Lord. If this is God's will, it's God's bill. Don't call Manila. That was the conviction. And so many stories, I hope I have time to share you how God provided. You know? May one time, pray, sila, Lord, provision. Ang dumating na provision, hindi pera. Kasi mga wala pera eh. <laughs> <na-u-utahan> pa. <laughs> ka pa sa kanila. No? But you need to pay for the rent of the building, the electricity, the, the water, the materials. There's just so many things to pay for the operating a church ang dumating boxes of sardines. Good for three months. That's their breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. Sabi ng pastor ko, lahat na lang luto ng sardinas, adobo, paksiyo, sinigang, ginawa na nila magbago lang yung lasa, no? Nabuhay sa sardinas. Anyway, so nung maliit kami, there was a time when Pastor Steve preached about faith for finances for almost a year. Sometimes he would bring guest speaker, You may mga faith for provision, tapos gather niya kami, preach niya lang kami, faith for finances, faith for finances. You know why? Because he realized, most of us, if not all of us, 99% of the pastors, have poverty mindset. We have this religious mindset, that God can use us, when it comes to the work of the ministry, but when it comes to believing, for our personal and family needs, I'm not sure if God will provide parang nag-embrace ng vow of poverty na pumasok ako ng ministry, wag ka na mag-expect, anak. Wag na tayo mag-expect. Gagamitin tayo ni Lord. Hindi ko lang alam kung kakain tayo. Parang ganun yung kawawa naman, ano, no But, you know, seriously, that's why some, uh, you know, in the bigger body of Christ, some kids' pastor never wanted to do anything about the ministry. Because they had bad experience growing up because their dad is a pastor. Anyway, so, nai-break no kasi may faith kami to reach the campuses, may faith kami to plant churches, wala kaming faith to believe for our wedding money. Okay na, makasal lang, kahit walang pagkain. para mga ganun, kahit wala ng dress, okay na. Sando na lang, shorts na lang, casual lang. <laughs> Ang theme ng kasal, casual. Parang ganun lang kami, matuloy lang, it's very simple life. So we have to until finally nagsisink in na siya. Oh, okay. And then we realize, wow. That God's blessing is for all His children. Whether you are in ministry or not. That God can bless you not based on your the title attached to your name or the kind of job that you have. Hindi lang mga doktor yung ibibless ni Lord. Hindi lang yung mga negosyante ibibless ni Lord. Kahit anong calling ni Lord sa'yo, kaya kanyang ibless kung sa kanya tinawag. You know why? Because the source is not your job, the source is God. Now, if that's a breakthrough that you need, uh, God, there's nothing wrong with that. You, we need to have faith for that, but don't stop there. Let's not just have faith for our own breakthroughs. Let's learn to have br- faith for the breakthroughs of other people. Okay, sa so iba sa atin dito, may faith tayo, papalakihin ni Lord ang negosyo na to. Ibi-bless e, ni Lord ang pamilya ko. Ang tanong, may ganyang ka bang faith para sa kapitbahay mo? May faith ka ba para sa office mate mo? May faith ka ba para sa anak ng ibang tao? Do, do we have faith for the next generation? You know, we have all kinds of goals today. Fitness goals. Hashtag relationship goals. Hashtag hairline goals. But, <laughs> Lahat na lang. Goal, something you want to achieve in this life. There's nothing wrong with that. But the question is, as a follower of Christ, do you have a hashtag next generation goals? Do you have a goal for the next generation? Do you have a faith that, Lord, use me? I don't know how. I'm no longer a student. I don't go to the campuses anymore. But, Lord, there must be something that you've given me that can impact generations to come. My generation goals, but i I mean, though, may, maybe for some of us, that's increasing our giving and say, Lord, we're, thank you for blessing us, not just to meet our needs, but we have extra so we can finance the work of God. Lord, we're supporting two scholars today. We can send two students, underprivileged students, to school to finish education. But Lord, my fate next year is you will give me the ability to support five scholars. Lord, we thank you for the campus missionaries we have. In Green Hills, we have seven or eight. But Lord, I pray that I can also send a campus missionary in the campuses. Hindi lang ako, Lord, okay, great job. But Lord, I want to be part of this. You know, I, I was inspired with Pastor Larry. Do you know Pastor Larry? Pastor Larry is one of my heroes. One of my coach. bagay. Last Saturday, yung bahay po he kasi mayroong initiative, yung campus ministry, they need venues to gather students. Because they will show online video that is happening all across the nation. They need venues for the students tapos where they can gather and discuss and process what they learned. Pastor Larry, dahil may may bahay siya, hindi siya makapunta ng campus, ang ginawa niya, sabi niya, I'm opening my house, make it one of the venues. Here's the picture. Last Saturday, he opened their house, nag-set up ng TV sa sala, naglagay ng mga chairs, so that he can welcome some of our young leaders, so they can participate in this initiative by Every Nation Campus Ministry. Just the house, give the food, And he's able to advance the kingdom of God. (laughs) Sowing in the next generation. You know, our faith should be generational, not just personal. I think one thing we need to understand more and more is that our breakthroughs is not just for us to enjoy, but it's our platform and tools to serve the next generation. Whether that's our house, whether that's our business, whether that's our marriage, Uh, Whatever it is that God has given us. Second, and the last that I want to share with you is that our faith should be generational, not just personal. But second, our life is the seed, not the highlight. Our life is the seed, not the highlight. See, Joseph, pag inaral natin yung life niya. Everything that people today are wishing to have, thinking that if I have this, I'll be successful. If I have this, I'll be. Happy. Joseph had all of this. Power, position, fame, wealth, family, comfort. Joseph had all of this when he was in Egypt. But by faith, can you imagine? Ang comfortable na ng buhay niya. But by faith he knew, no matter how great, the, the, the victories and the breakthroughs that he received. This is not the highlight. This is just the beginning of God's plan for his people. Alam niya hindi, buhay ni Joseph, hindi ito yung highlight. There's something bigger than this life. My life is just part of a bigger story. That's why he had the faith to declare what God will do for the next. Generation. Today, there's so much pressure to make our life the highlight. How many people are spending hours editing their picture and post in Facebook or Instagram? Ilan doon sa inyo dito na try nyo na yon? I'm one of those. I've tried it. May pinoast ako na dapat simpleng post lang inabot akong 30 minutes. How many of you, uh, you try that? Wala? Sasama nyo ha, ako lang? In edit mo yung wordings, in edit mo yung picture, lighting, di ba? Hashtag no filter. Hashtag just woke up. Knox! Totoo lang, ah? There's so much pressure today to make our life the highlight. Trying to project an image that many times is far from reality. You know, we need to understand and this is something that I'm trying to teach also to our children. We're trying our best. We're telling them you are special, that God has a great destiny for your life, but you are not the highlight. Life is not about you. Life is all about Jesus. Although your life is special, it's just part of a bigger story. And I think you and I need to be reminded of that. My life is not the highlight. I'm thankful for the many things that God has done and God is doing in my life today, but I'm not the highlight. I'm just one of the seeds that God is planting for the next generation. Some of the things that I'm praying for, I know I'm not going to see in my lifetime because I'm just a seed. You know, it's possible not to achieve your dreams, but still serve the purposes of God. That's why I like what one pastor said. He said, don't follow your dreams, follow Jesus. And in following Jesus, you will discover that He's really the way, the truth, and the life. The life that you wanted, you will find it in Jesus. It's possible not to achieve our dreams, but still able to serve the purposes of God. Of God. Now, if our, if our life is the seed, then everything that we have is a seed as well. So if our life is a seed, our resources are not just for consuming, it's for investing. If our life is a seed, then our character is more important than our achievements. If our life is the seed, then our relationships are more significant than our possessions. We need to learn to hold things loosely and learn to hold to Jesus tightly. Because all of these things are just tools. All of these things are just given by God for us so that we can use it to advance His purposes and His kingdom. You know, I, I am so encouraged with the testimony of this couple from our church at the fort. They own a construction and hardware, hardware supply business. They started their victory group last year with their employees. And they realized, no, victory group, they're sharing God's word. They realized many of them are not legally married. They are living together, but they are not legally married. And they asked them why. And they discovered they have one thing in common. The reason is money. They don't have money for the wedding. So what this couple did is that they set aside money from the business and they hosted, they they provided for their mass wedding ceremony. They asked one of our pastors from the fort to do the wedding for four of their employees. We have next picture, please. And knowing, because they want to serve these people and because they want to help them build a strong marriage and family, which they know is vital foundation for the next generation. They saw This couple saw that their life is not the highlight. Our business is not the highlight. What we have is a seed for the next generation. They use it and became good stewards. You know, as I end, uh, in Hebrews 11, the last two verses, after enumerating these great men and women of faith, here's how... It ended in verse 39 to 40. And all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Not all of them who had great faith saw in their lifetime the fulfillment of God's promise. Yung iba sa kanila, they are believing Lord, I'll get married in my lifetime. They have, they have faith. Pero yung iba, nakita nila in their lifetime, yung iba, nakita na nila siguro sa you know, in, in their reunion with Jesus. But what I like about them is that even those many of them, they did not see the fulfillment of God's promise in their lifetime, they found contentment and joy in being part of God's plan for the next generation. Parang si Joseph, sabi niya, di na ako I'm not going to see it anymore, but can you just please bring my bones? He found contentment. Lord, ang dami ginawa sa buhay ko. How I wish I can be part of something bigger than this. But I'm just thankful. Somehow I played a part. I served a role in what you're doing for generations of people. You know, there's this article uh, that was released about the Star Wars movie that was released last December 2015. Blockbuster movie. But there's probably, uh, there's one thing that probably many of us are not aware of. In that movie, uh, may mga big stars who played a role that we did not see. We never saw their face in the movie. Their names were not even in the poster. One of them was Daniel Craig, who starred in James Bond uh, series, who starred in 45 other films. He's a big star in Hollywood, but he asked for a small role for this uh, franchise movie that started 40 years ago. And he was given a small role. Guess what? Stormtrooper. And he was given that role wearing a mask the whole time. Movie. Hindi na natin siya nakita. Not only that, not only Daniel Craig, but there's a total of 24 celebrities who asked for a small role to be part of this franchise movie. They were given a role, but their faces were not shown. Hindi na natin nakita. You know why? Because they saw something more important than being the star, they want to be part of the story. And that's the faith of these people. They said, it's never about me. My desire is not to be the star. My desire is to be part of God's story of redemption, of saving the world. It doesn't matter if I will be remembered in history. It doesn't matter if I will give an award for what I'm doing. But I just want to play my role. And I want to serve the next generation. Amen? The Bible says that's the kind of faith that pleased God that made him put joseph in hebrews 11 amen thank you for listening to this message for more messages like these from other victory centers please visit victory.org.ph/resources/podcasts